Thanks, Nate. I'll oh. be stuck in my head all day. Crime and Natalie, trigger point that pea shooter the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, <clears throat> I can do. I can do the front. <laughs> that sounded more like Yoda. <laughs> I can do the fryer tuck. <laughs> I, I can do it. I just I'd have to hear it again. Apparently these were these were all the southern prepubescent <laughs> uh, Sherwood Forest is <laughs> in the deep south. <laughs> yeah, there was no English accents, that's for sure. Hey. So dramatic. Uh, a lot of buildup for three minutes. Not a lot of, of content. Three mm-hmm. minutes of creed <laughs> before the podcast. Arms wide open. Yeah. Underrated what band. What a shitty band. What a underrated band. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as good as Fallout Boy. Almost as good. I never knew your disdain for Fallout Boy either. Oh, God. Why? Like you Going see red, down, man. Down, do, 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 Just, is that Fallout Boy? That is yes. Fallout Boy. Great. Going great down song. swinging. So it's here just we are. hooky for the sake of being hooky. And it's, it's just not good. You've interrupted. Uh, thanks for joining us. You've interrupted. Uh, a really great conversation about great band versus poopy band. So Nate, in, Nate, Nate would probably err most of the time on it's it's a poopy <laughs> band. I do tend to lean that direction. Interesting thing about Nate is like some people, you know, they listen to a lot of genres of music and some prefer some genres to others. Well, Nate has uh, just a disdain and a, and a pure hatred for for some bands and <laughs> and it's bands. It's not like you said. Well, it's yeah. not genres. Yeah, you're right. He singles out. Um, it's it always seems to be the uh, the popular ones. You know, the ones that are actually good that Top you don't three like. Most hated artists in order. Nate, <laughs> you put them in order. Garth Brooks, <clears throat> Dave Matthews Band, Fall Out Boy. I, and I don't know. Garth Brooks doesn't belong on the list. He doesn't he's just belong. overplayed. You're right. And I got tired of we listening just lost to most him. of our 17 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout Boy is number one for sure. Really? Yeah. Dang. Where did this come from? Yeah. And Dave. I don't feel like they've done enough to really deserve this type of hatred. Well, they're insanely popular for. I don't. No know good reason. That. I don't know. About I don't that. know. I don't choose I don't your like words it. carefully because I don't like you that. are what, what I'm putting together here is the playlist for the print shop. <laughs> so I uh, saw a guy post on on uh, on Facebook the other day. It was a picture of Garth Brooks, like circa early '90s. Mm-hmm. He's on a wooden fence post, uh, you know, fence sitting up there with his guitar, and he's got oh, his yeah. cowboy hat, you know, and his his striped shirt on, and he's wearing like these. Jordans, right? He's got like a pair of <laughs> pair of high top sneakers. So he's white. got like one foot in the Chris Gaines phase already. <laughs> the subject that the uh, the title of the picture was when you got a rodeo at six and need to dunk on some fools at seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Welcome everybody. Uh, you've that our program already in progress here. So praying man podcast, Nathan. Jonathan. Hello. Jacob. So short nose all up. Thanks for, uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in today. What are we going to, what, what are we going to talk about today? What shall we talk about? Well, it's been a while since we sat down and honestly, we're going to try to do a better job of getting a few more of these out. Yeah. First we can, we can apologize to our, to our loyal fans. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do more better in the future. Mm-hmm. We'll do better than our English is. Yeah. So. 
Uh, you know, no. when, you're, when you're walking down the street and people are stopping you and just begging you for more content. Hey, you, aren't you? Uh, are you the guy. You with hate the Fallout Boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys need to do, do some more podcasts. You should do more of that. Guilty as charged. There's, I don't get enough Fallout Boy or if you're Jake slash tree stand conversations in my life. So, <laughs> or if you're Jake, it's prepubescent gals that come running and be like, "Oh God, you're so good looking. Talk more." <laughs> Talk more. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. My boyfriend really likes you. <laughs> Great. It's not your fault. Your jawline. So I can't help it. Mm, beautiful. It's a good thing I was wearing a hat. Um, yeah. No, nah, I don't know. I thought we'd talk about it. It's it's that time of year where I don't know. It's the same. It's the same thing every year. It's Groundhog's Day, right? It's weather's you're you're forcing spring as much as you can mm-hmm. so you know you start saying things like ah, spring feels like spring out there today days, <laughs> are, days are getting longer yeah yeah uh, we just sprung forward we yesterday just sprung forward, yeah recently so um i don't know we uh and you, and you never you know you never get enough you like you have the bug right there's so many things that garner uh your uh, your outdoor attention but you never have it, it just seems like you don't have the time or you don't make the time or ask for the time if you're some to, to get out there. So I think we'll talk about that, right? We'll talk about how do you get more time and where does that start? Preparation. It's like building a house, John, right? You got to start laying, laying the groundwork for, you can see yourself sitting in front of the fireplace with a, in my case, nice glass of wine and, uh, you know, looking at, uh, maybe, a, some mounts that you have up on the wall. Like you can see that, but you can't just jump from, you know, the bulldozer clearing the ground right to that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into it. Same thing with getting that time off in the fall. You can't August 28th say, Hey, uh, so I'm going to be gone the next two weeks possibly three weeks it's not gonna fly so yeah we'll we'll probably try to figure out how to navigate through those waters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean you can i mean there's people that do that i was i used to do that you know just kind of you know all of a sudden up and drop a trip on you know my uh my better half and uh and sometimes better, better than other things you've dropped on her <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, poor gal. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it just doesn't work. That's not a. Uh, that's not. That's not a long term circumstance. And uh, generally, those those relationships are a little uh, volatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not healthy. One thing that <laughs> will definitely put a uh, a feather in your cap, or at least uh, give you a little bit more leverage, is drawing a coveted tag. Right. So something mm-hmm. most of us have, if not con- uh, contributed to and participated in, we've at least heard about drawing a tag. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you live in New York or California or somewhere in between. You know, there's, there's you know, either, either you're trying to get a tag within your state or you're planning on maybe doing a once in a lifetime trip somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, for elk or moose or whatever. You know, even if it's a bear tag somewhere. So um, that's that's happening right now. A lot of places, you know, a lot of states you've had to um, put in for already. And some I saw online, some some states have already released the results. So mm-hmm. um, does anybody out there hunt out of state? I'm curious if you do. 
And if so, why? Because we'd like to start because Oregon <laughs> yeah. is really we would like to know where you go. our style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't have to say like specific drainages, but units would be nice. Uh, road numbers we appreciate. Um, and then if you could not go there the next year, that'd be awesome as to well. Make more room for us. <laughs> uh, right. I'd like to nominate uh, Nate from our trio as a full time meat packer potentially for you. <laughs> um, he's packed a lot in his day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I'd be happy. he's always looking happy to, to do it. always looking to pack more i guess so do you guys think so we live in we live in oregon and you know i, I spent many years in wisconsin nate out Where? of state as well wisconsin oh uh wait let me that's in Canada, wisconsin right? wisconsin, wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, there it is yeah okay um but do you guys think that Regardless, like if we lived in Colorado or Arizona or, you know, South Dakota, Texas, you know, wherever it may be, do you think that we would have the same outlook on our state? I'm just asking, like, do you guys think that just being a product of the state that you're in kind of gives you that jaded look at my state sucks <laughs> as far as, you know, um, you know, amount of opportunities that you get or how hard it is to get a tag to a premium spot. Or, I mean, you got, do you think like if we went to Colorado and we asked people, I live in Colorado, what do you guys think of your state? The, the majority of the people would say, Oh, it stinks here. You know, I wish, you know, I go out of state or I wish they would do these things. Do you, do you think it's just kind of a, a part of being ingrained in uh, yeah, that I, area? I think everybody's excited to go somewhere new, no matter where you live. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you'd have to you'd have to be pretty well traveled hunter to see the game saturation and yeah. stuff in various different places to get a. I think you'll get two a, different answers. An honest opinion. If you the, you'll get an answer from the person, the outdoors woman or outdoors man, that has the ability to you know either the funds or the time or the work schedule or like there's some people that that will hunt for two months straight, mm -hmm. and we don't like those people. Um, <laughs> You can Mainly just, just have pure jealousy. One of those people. <laughs> no. uh, good for you, but you know they get to see all you know the different landscapes and the different opportunities out there offered. You know by all these these states, um, both you know back east for whitetail or you know down south for you know Texas for critters or out west, right? And then you have your the majority of the population, which I believe is your you know your blue collar. You know, okay, I get a week off in the fall. Mm -hmm. Those, generally speaking, those people, I mean, they might do an out-of-state hunt, but most likely they're going to stay local. And then I think you're right. I think you'll get those like, yeah, I wish, you know, my state's, it's, it's, I'm, I'm left wanting. It's a, it's a case of grass is generally greener, right? Yeah. So I grew up in Wisconsin and, you know, I remember being there and like listening to my you know, my dad and the guys that he hunted with. And then obviously as I got older, you know, kind of became my group of friends and the way we looked at things, you know, when we started to get a little bit more political on how the state managed the herd, you know, uh, it was, they introduced, um, uh, you know, doe season. So, you know, you'd have a youth season and then you'd have, uh, you know, there was these, di they started to implement different seasons to call some of the, some of the herd. And obviously as a hunter, you, you would, you know, you, a lot of times there was a four day or five day youth season 
um, like towards the end of October, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, as a bow hunter was really disruptive because, you know, if you were hunting public land or land, you know, even private land that, you know, the farmer said, well, I'm going to let, you know, my nephew and, you know, his friends come out here and blast some does. Um, you know, that really put a, you know, so you had that jaded outlook on, you know, like, man, this, you know, pretty soon it was, you know, I wish Wisconsin would get their, you know, their, their stuff together. Yeah. And, and, but now <laughs> living in Oregon for 15 years, it's like, man, I, I would love to go back to Wisconsin and just hunt the rut for a week. You know, you, you like all that stuff kind of goes away. You're like, cause yeah. I'm going to see more deer and, and, and I'm going to experience something, you know, completely different. So yeah, you're right. Well, we, we just did a uh, sportsman show, right. And which was a huge success. Super successful. We sold a lot of gear. We got a lot of good feedback from, from really cool people and, and customers. And uh, if you haven't had a chance, go to prayingman.com p-r-e-y-i-n-g and uh check out some of our cool apparel there um home of blacktail gear and chrome gear and more cool logo wear uh, to follow but so like we talked to a lot of people coming through the booth just about honey you know just introducing ourselves telling them you know who we were what we were about and a lot of people whined I and mean, was that a reoccurring mm. theme yeah. in oregon yep. yeah uh, is where this show took place and, uh, you know, you just start the conversation about, Hey, how'd you do this year? And a lot of it just immediately was directed <laughs> towards negativity. Ah, ODFW, you know, the state has our, our herds jacked up, you know, way too many tags. And it was kind of became a little bit of a rant. And then we'd, uh, yeah. I mean, the know. first words out of a lot of people's mouths were, I don't even hunt here. Right. Or I won't hunt here anymore. Right. I, a lot more than I would have mm. anticipated, you know, uh, be interesting. To, take to a, which we take suggested that maybe a change in their apparel, like maybe a new hat yeah. would help their luck and change their mind. Yep. Nate's pitch of, well, you wouldn't look so fat if you wore this shirt. <laughs> Didn't go over very well. Um, I'm not certain why you continued with that uh, sales pitch. But yeah. uh, when like, you guys said, miss, come back here. <laughs> when you guys told me to upsell, I got misunderstood what that meant. I thought you meant upsize. So yeah. Yeah, my mistake. <laughs> but no, it was interesting. You're Excuse right. me, ma'am. Is this your obese husband? <laughs> you looking for uh, looking for another hunting partner? Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, way, way to represent the company, Nate. Jeez, but it's true. I, it, it, it was. Yeah, it's just interesting. You know, I, I think no matter where you are, there's always going to be things that um, you think <laughs> you think that the state could be doing better, right? Um, <laughs> there was a common phrase growing up. I remember, you know, the, and I don't even know if this, like, let's was go ever, tipping. Let's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if this was actually ever yeah. uttered by uh, DNR personnel, but there was a deer behind every tree, you know? So obviously when you went out and <laughs> like, I don't, I see many a tree, but um, you know, it's just, you get, you get used to it and you want, you want better. And then you start, sure. I think you start blaming your lack of success. If you have a down year or two, you know, on, uh, obviously it's just human nature to blame somebody else. So, uh, anyway, so, um, segue that brings us to, you know, your, the idea to go, go hunt somewhere else, mm -hmm. or even if it's in your state, like we obviously have, a large state and we have a lot of different species we can hunt here. A lot of Western states are like that, that, you know, you start building points. Um, Nate, you want to explain what point creep is? If people aren't 
familiar with the term. Mm. Yeah, so, so I'll purchase that with, uh, you know, different states have different application processes. Uh, Nate's going to talk about Oregon where controlled, uh, hunts, controlled yeah. hunts. So Oregon is based on a preference point system. And um, yeah, anyhow, right. not all states are that way, but go ahead, Yeah, Nate. so with the preference point system, the way that's drawn is you you have first you know, first through fifth choices essentially. And every, every limited entry tag availability picks their, uh, picks the hunters based on first choice applicants first. So, uh, basically everybody that has the, the most points all go into one pool. And if there's more than those, you know, more people with max points than there are tags, then it's only the people with max points get it. So if you don't have max points, you have basically zero chance of drawing. Generally speaking, you're you're right. So like 75% of the tags of whatever hunt um, go to people with the most points. Mm-hmm. So that, that goes off the top. You take that slice of the pie at the top. And then the rest of, which I believe if my math's correct, is a 35? 25. <laughs> 25% goes into another pool. Um, so, you know, there is a potential. Let's say there's only 10 tags for a really coveted tag you know seven people there might be 30 people that have max points maybe they have 16 points but only seven of those people um are going to get a tag and the rest of those people with max points they get thrown into this 25 percent pool so it's very unlikely but somebody with one or two points or even zero points could draw could draw a tag but it's it's you're right it's highly unlikely pretty, pretty low percentage yeah yeah, yeah but so then where the point creep comes in is if there's 10 tags and then every year, 10 more people start applying. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 new people. You'd send new people, right. You mm-hmm. know, and then the same people say there's a hundred people that had max points, you know, it's going to take 10 years for those hundred people essentially to, to draw that unit before anybody else gets a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And point creep is a four letter word <laughs> these parts, you know it's like uh hunts and if you've been in the state a while you know i mean it, everybody knows like hunts that used to take three or four years to draw every year you don't draw you get a you get an additional preference point so in theory your your odds are better um you know hunts that used to take two and three points are now seven and eight and i drew a, a northeastern tag uh in, in a coveted uh, elk unit Probably in 2013. Yeah, yeah, 2013. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, I drew that with 13 points. And I just looked at the statistics, and like 16 points now is mm-hmm. at 16 points, I'm not even certain it was 100% draw. I don't think so. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> 17, 17 was 100%. But there's a lot of people with 17 points, and a lot of those guys won't get tags because mm-hmm. there's so many people putting in for that unit. Right. It's a great hunt, by the way. Yeah, I remember your elation. Great, great story. We'll talk about that one someday. That was a good story. Not many people are stalking elk these days with no pants on, and I'm telling you, that's the new thing. (laughs) It is. If if you got the wind right and you got a nice, hairy... A lot of times you'll see the flash flash of a, you know, like an elk rump, Mm -hmm. which is pretty white, you know, light tan. Not as you white as John mimic, Trump, though. I mean, you walk into that herd. <laughs> you want to mimic that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But John's doing his best moonwalk impersonation right now. moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. okay, so do you guys think that 
would you prefer if, um, I mean, whether you're putting in from out of state or your state, you know, like ours, where we do have trophy units in our state, would you prefer the current situation where there is a, uh, preference point system, or would you rather be in a situation where it's just a, a, a random luck of the draw? And you're going to get different answers depending on which end of the point like, yeah. variation you're at right now. Cause like, <laughs> oh, I've been in, I've been doing this for 15 years, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I think people in our age group, at least in, in their thirties that have a lot lower point numbers generally than, than older hunters mm-hmm. are, would lean towards a change in the, in the system. Yeah. Well, it's, so it's an interesting argument, you know, cause there's, not, I mean, kind of a, like a side argument with that would be, you know, <laughs> in, in hunting circles, especially when you get, you know, you have like levels of, we've talked about this before, like there's purists and elitists, you know, and, um, there's a lot to be said. Like, so if you were putting it in order, like your, your kind of be your commando, your Rambo type, right? I put in for a unit. I waited for that unit for 15 years. I got it on my 16th year. I did everything on my own. I I looked up everything. I did tons of research on the area. You know, I just went with a buddy who was doing some calling for me and, and right. And I, I packed it out myself. Like that's, that's your mountain mm-hmm. or your, uh, uh, your, your, your peak of the mountain, right? So, or Mount Rushmore, I've heard it called. <laughs> well, like there's four of them. <laughs> he was going to Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Like, wait, That's no. your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, go ahead. Those fellers I heard up it. there. Um, but then if somebody's asking, like, say, say you're from Alabama and, you know, you want to go elk hunting. It's like, you know, your option to put in out-of-state tags and do all this research and, and put all this money into application fees, some of which you get back, some of which you don't, for 15 to 20 years. Um, you know, if somebody asked you and wanted your opinion, you said, you know, should I do that? Or should I just like <laughs> go to my local sportsman show, find a guide or, you know, go online and find a reputable guide and pay eight grand and, and do it and have a great time and not have to worry about all that. Would you, would you point somebody that direction or would you, you know, I mean, obviously there's rewards both ways, but um, you know, I guess it's just, you can spend a lot of money and a lot of time, and, and, the, and the pressure, mm-hmm. the pressure that goes with uh, a 16-year take, I know you felt it. Did you feel it? Oh, uh, I felt it. Yeah. And where? <laughs> Which is, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I what mean, I, 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 I did. I did feel it. Um, you know, I. The, the pressure animal. we're talking about is the pressure of generally everybody knows that you've well, all of your friends yeah. know that you've waited for X amount of years. Yep. So the pressure's high for you to go and kill a big animal. Yeah. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take us through that, John. I'll be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some coffee. All right. uh, Morning podcast, so. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of that pressure, I think a lot of people put that pressure on themselves. I did to some extent. I try to, you know, obviously I think, without getting into the weeds, you know, I think a lot of people go hunting for the, uh, you know, the social aspect of it. A lot of guys and girls, you know, step into the woods and they, they're perfectly happy if they don't kill anything uh, or harvest anything. It's uh, the 
that's, and I, and I am too, um, to some extent, but I like to be successful as well. You know, my family, we depend on, you know, a lot of that, that meat and stuff. So, um, there is that side of it as well. But, uh, I think, you know, I only passed a couple animals. My ex- expectations were, you know, any, any mature, you know, six point and, I'll be honest that there's a lot bigger animals in that area than what I harvested, but you know, just, you just kind of go into what, what, you know, we call kill mode, you know, you kind of get tunnel vision and, and, uh, you get really focused and, and, um, yeah. And then it all just kind of, you know, it all kind of came together, but, um, so Yeah. See, that's, that's a tough thing. So there's a, there's a lot that goes into that question. You want to, you're right. I guess the downside is you, you want to, you want to enjoy the hunt, right? And I, <laughs> you don't tag out first day after waiting, you know, that long for a tag. Um, well, yeah. Coffee here. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I'm just saying, so let's say you have, um, you know, whatever you have two weeks, you budget it out two weeks, two, four, two full weeks to hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to, you know, the first couple of days, like it's just, it's tough because you, you have, where's that sweet spot, right? Where like, I feel like I've hunted and I've got my, uh, my money's worth, if you want to say, or, or mm-hmm. my time's worth of hunting, you know, and you know, I killed a bull or killed a deer that, that I, I really, liked and everything felt good and I'm really happy with it but then again after 16 or 17 years as you know your end date or my last day I can hunt is coming up I mean those last four days can be brutal because I don't care who you are and I understand like it's a special person that can legitimately I know what we all say <laughs> in front of certain people and about you know it's all about the hunt it was a great hunt it was a great you know I was just happy to be out there that's all good and great but deep down a lot of us are like man I waited a long time for this mm-hmm. I want to shoot a big bull I want to see big bulls or deer and it's tough if you don't shoot something. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. That's all I'm saying is it's, it's a, it's a yeah. tough situation. You have all that buildup. Sometimes the buildup <laughs> is better than the hunt, unfortunately, because, yeah, sure. you know, you have all, you have it in your mind the way it's going to be. And yeah, you know, you've heard stories and all the anticipation and the training. And then, you know, when it comes to game time, mm-hmm. I don't know, you just want to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. I mean, some of the best hunts and, and fishing trips that we've been on have been, I think impromptu stuff and just no expectations, low, low to no expectations. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, yeah. To know. get back to your question though, as far as would you, you know, advise a person to go with a guide or DIY out of state? It, I think it depends on that person's, you know, comfort level, competency, you know, if they've been hunting for a long time, if, if somebody's just getting into hunting and they just kind of want to, they want to hunt out of state and they're, they don't have all the gear, I would say go with the guide for sure, mm-hmm. you know, but if they have, you know, if they've been hunting a long time or a while or they, you know, they feel comfortable about, you know, more DIY type stuff, then yeah, I would definitely advise, mm-hmm. advise that route. But yeah, it also fit- depends on your expectations for filling your tag too. You know? mm-hmm. If yeah. you're, if the most important thing is to bring the meat home for the freezer, then, you know, that could sway your opinion as well. I mean, you're going to get into more animals most likely if you go with a guide, but they're also going to have, you know, higher, yeah. 
higher benchmarks for them to allow you to take an animal too. So yeah. just because you're going with a guide doesn't necessarily. And that kind of goes back to, to any higher the state that you live in. So if you live in the Midwest that has very uh, liberal tag policies and, and uh, availability for doe tags, um, you know, filling your freezer mm -hmm. generally is not a huge issue for most people because, you know, I can go and I got five doe tags or, or more yeah. depending on how many I want to buy, you know, and so I can fill my freezer there and that, you know, so it sure. just kind of depends That's on where you're at. That's a good point. Yep. But so this, <laughs> this is great. So you grab, you grab one of these tags, right? And even maybe it's a mediocre tag, you know, you waited five years for it. Um, and, uh, now it's time to, now it's time to not pencil in, but block out your hunting period. Mm. What's, what's your, what's your plan? What's your strategy, John? So I've learned in my household, I'm, I'm married up. Let's just get that out of there right now. Yep. <laughs> I'm married up big time. She knows. Jake very, and I I'm agree. Very, I'm very blessed. As well. uh, she puts up with a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, but it's very, it's imperative as I love you, honey, if you're listening to this. It's imperative that you, as as soon as you know, as soon as you know, like if I drew a tag and I knew I wanted to take two weeks off for that tag, the day the results came out, I would let, because, you know, family, you know, family operates as a team, right? So you, you got to let your teammate know that. He's using a lot of buzzwords right now. <laughs> you're going to be, you're, you're going to be, yeah. uh, taking off a certain amount of time, you know, don't let it go a month or two or three, or, you know, if there's a fishing trip that <sighs> you and your buddies planned out, you know, one weekend, don't wait to the week before that fishing trip to let, you know, somebody know, you know, that, yep. uh, <laughs> Early communication is key. <laughs> yes. Get it? Uh, we don't have a calendar, but I know, uh, Siegel, you guys have a calendar, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've been encouraged to use it more yeah. or at all. Um, so <laughs> yeah. once like basketball the other night, I was... Oh, that's I was, I was, why you were late. I would know. Yeah. I was informed that there was uh, another uh, event on the calendar. Anyway. Are we playing so, this week, by the way? I don't know. Okay. I hope so. Should be less fat. Uh, once again, if you're in the uh, Eugene Springfield area and you are 6'3 or taller, <laughs> we are looking for a big man. Yep. Minimal <laughs> coordination. I mean, really, we're just looking for look for some height. You get a rebound. Uh, don't expect to score many points because uh, you won't see the ball a lot. You will not get the ball. <laughs> not on this team. Bunch of bunch of shooters. Perimeter. So. Unless you're, unless you're cleaning up offensive boards, which we appreciate. <laughs> so along with John's, uh, I agree with everything you said. Uh, definitely communication in advance, planning. Um, I also, I, I would encourage, you know, your close friends to help you out a little bit with this. So mm -hmm. make sure, I feel like you want your partner, your teammate, as you say, to know that you are making other uh, sacrifices up through the year. Mm -hmm. So these events don't have to be real, but, you know, make sure that if you're, if you're together or maybe, you know, uh, like yeah, a phone know call, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like you want to make it audible and known to your partner and your teammate that, Hey, 
guys, you know, and you're on the phone right now, like, Oh, Hey John, man, oh, I really appreciate the offer. And it sounds like it's going to be a great time, uh, fishing this weekend, but you know what? Um, uh, just can't do it, man. I'm just going to hang with the family. Make sure she hears that or he, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, your situation, but, uh, you know, you want to, sure. you want to make sure that the sacrifice is real. <laughs> Even if it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Nader? Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I had a recent. I, uh, I agree with that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nate. I was just gonna say other honeydews too, not just yeah, not yeah. not not partaking in other events leading up to the big one, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, checking off boxes on the to do list as well. I had a recent circumstance where um, I had planned a fishing trip with uh, Troy. <clears throat> And uh, from Watershed, from Watershed, Flash Up. Yeah, we did a podcast with Troy. Um, If you're in the Corvallis, Lebanon, Albany area, and you need uh, any uh, fly fishing type apparel or gear, uh, check out Watershed. He also has a nice assortment of beads for the gear Mm -hmm. guys, bead fishing. Yeah, he loves selling flies one at a time too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you ask ask for for his bin. Yep. Make sure you ask about his gift wrapping option. Per per fly, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, so like we had uh, we had planned a trip, and I and I had as soon as I found out, I said, "Hey, told Sid, babe, more, you know, do, do we have anything planned for this date? You know, what are your plans? Pretty please, yeah." She said, "Cool, go for it." So confirm with Troy. A week later, Troy calls me and cancels. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, no worries, man. Because he's, he's always he did not like do that. that he's step. a real beep. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So what do I do? Now I could, I could, you could take that circumstance and you could go back and just like, oh, Troy canceled. No, 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 mm. no, no. <laughs> that is not what to do. You, you have a, you have a golden token in your hand to score some serious points here. So, <sighs> alas, I, um, yeah, I said, babe, like, tell you what. Why don't we go? <laughs> let's have a family day. Yeah, let's do something <laughs> like that. Every yeah. Yeah. I, think I'm I was like, I'll let Troy know. Troy and and let me tell you, go without me. <laughs> I paid dividends. You want to really look at the, you know, you want to look at the weather and the outlook, and maybe any type of feedback you're getting from other anglers and hunters out there on what the situation is, because maybe there's, you know, like, okay, I do have this opportunity to go for a day or two, but you know it may not yield exactly what I'm looking for. So yeah. go ahead, pull back, pull down, take that. Like you said, take that off the calendar. You know, let's just do something. And I ultimately family. told her, um, you know, what had happened, but not until after we made sweet, sweet love <laughs> from the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was like, I got to drink water. Oh, by the way, Troy actually canceled. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know if I can say She was so that. confused about what to think What's at happening? the time. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, babe. So I, I got I got speaking of making sweet love in front of the fireplace, I have a chicken problem. <laughs> Good segue. Sweet segue. <laughs> uh, actually, I have a fox problem or a raccoon. You guys, uh, what's on a level of, uh, or on a scale of one to 10, let's go around the table and state our trapping prowess trapping is in like uh like fur animals yeah trapping? yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> not well i just want to clarify <laughs> clarify not young boys for nate <laughs> right yeah 
No, I'm sorry, Nate. Uh, you're you're out of line there. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> That's something Fall Out Boy would do. be within uh, 200 yards of any middle school in the uh, Eugene Springfield area. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Nate. I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> it's 300. Uh, Nader, you ever trap anything? Negative. You ever try? Negative. Okay, so who knows? <laughs> Maybe you're a 10. Yeah, could be. I got a 10. My score is NA. Johnny? Oh, you um, recently trapped, uh, I mean, plenty of puns and avenues here to go down different roads, but you, you, uh, you got involved in some beaver lately, huh? I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, local <clears throat> landowner was having a beaver problem and, uh, this particular set of beavers, there's still another one actually. Uh, oh, really? it was attacking a old maple that actually like every year there's a there's well it's it's not that it's they come back and and leave but uh there's a there's a honeybee nest wild honeybees in this mm. in the crotch of this tree and uh <laughs> we're so sophomoric <laughs> we are we are so bad uh but he was he was ringing the bottom of this tree and and um uh, somebody explain what ringing so the tree is. basically um beavers the north american beaver uh they they uh, the, one of their main food sources is they they love eating the i believe it's the cumbium layer of trees it's that layer right underneath the bark and uh you know if you were to remove that uh 360 degrees around a tree um the tree's essentially dead and then they also actually you know they fall trees as we all know and, and this mm -hmm. is a big tree though this was probably two and a half feet at the base and um yeah, so he called me up, went out there, and I snared some of those beavers uh, for him. But uh, I would say that my prowess, though, as a trapper is, it's pretty, I mean, there's some really good trappers out there. And I'm, I'll, I'll give it like a four, maybe, four or five, I would say, out of ten. So, yeah. But, um I know that you, Jake, have had a recent uh, predator issue on the on the farm here. Yeah, yeah. And you're in the Which process. Is, you're the process of <laughs> picking him apart one toe at a time. <laughs> yes, I am. I want to make it hurt. I want to remember. <laughs> uh, you remember in the first Batman movie when Keaton pulls that uh, guy to the edge of the edge of the building? He's like, Would "You tell everybody about me." Who are you? A Batman. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I would like the uh, perpetrator to have that type of feeling. What do you think mm -hmm. it is? Getting in your chicken coop, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I've narrowed it down. Now, there's some, some skunk down at the bottom of the property, mm -hmm. and uh, it's not that. Uh, just because I haven't smelt it up here, I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty sure that that's not it. So I'm thinking coon because he's going under. It's going under the, under the coop. So not a cat. Mm. There's plenty of trees around. If it was a cat, I think it would, uh, it would jump in via mm. tree, mm. via tree. Um, I did lose one the other day to a hawk, which was pretty brutal. Um, mm. I think I'll post that online. If you, uh, if you don't follow us on Instagram, Facebook, check us out. Um, it's a good, it's a good follow. Uh, we try to try to keep it fun. Yeah. So mm. it wasn't a hawk. Was, it a, red, was it a red tail hawk? Definitely a red tail hawk. <laughs> thought yeah. so <laughs> that's, that's the best hawk <laughs> nothing but red tails 
in this area. Um, so yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the process. I, I set a set a trap last night, which uh, had a, and I'm not. Yeah, so I'm, we, I'm, we, I'm we rated like you, yeah, scale guys, one to ten. What are, what is your trapping? Well, I mean, I gotta go with uh, my success rate so far is pretty high. Um, however, my knowledge is very low. I think there was an extreme amount of luck the last couple of times I've I've had. So, Josh, I would agree with that. Josh, <laughs> I would agree with that. But it worked. Um, because I use terms like trap thing and uh, <laughs> trigger and uh, arm dangler. <laughs> the gripper. The gripper. The gripper, the gripper <laughs> has the leg really tight. <laughs> it's yeah. like the mouth. Uh, so anyway, so we're going we're gonna to keep trying to uh, get, uh, get whatever's after that. But um, mm-hmm. you know what I do like? So that is kind of, I mean, we're always jonesing for things to do. And it's nice that uh, it's kind of a catch-22 because while I don't want dead chickens, because I do enjoy their their eggs and and uh, their company, <laughs> you know, uh, it's cool to have these predators around. Because you know, I mean, I do get get a glimpse of you know bobcats here and there, and you know, obviously take them out if I can. But uh, it's neat to have them around. So oh, yeah, yeah like even the fox, you know, you're you're kind of in the wild, you know, kind of mm-hmm. being an outdoors person, you know, kind of makes you feel like you're it curbs you're in the wild it Mm -hmm. it curbs a little bit of the appetite even catching mice in my garage yeah when i wake up in the morning i'm like (laughs) gotta go check the scraps (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering about the deadfall you have dug here right outside the garage door is that for for your uh, mice issue (laughs) we'll think twice yeah that's a lot of toothpicks (laughs) i've only had to fish my kids out of there a few times oh man you know, I'm surprised you don't have more squatch out here. It's pretty squatchy. It is squatchy, yeah. Yeah. All the wildlife preserve back there, you don't know. You don't know what happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we'll wrap it up here. It's been fun. Sounds so, good. I need more um, coffee. We yeah. are going to try to do this more often, though. Uh, we enjoy doing podcasts. We appreciate everybody that does listen. Please, please, please. I know it. it it's annoying, but it does not take long. Wherever you get your podcast, Podbean, uh, you know, Apple iTunes, wherever, you know, leave us a rating and a review. It doesn't really matter what you say, quite honestly. Um, but, uh, give us, give us, uh, four to five stars, leave it up to you. Just nothing lower than four. <laughs> and, uh, it really helps. Just drives us up the charts, helps us, um, you know, uh, continue to do what we do. And, uh, you know, we do all this because we love it. So that helps. It's just a little bit, but it's much appreciated. Yes, it is. Thanks, guys. Um, But probably more importantly than that, now is the time to to get some new gear for the upcoming season. So where would would these fine, fine listeners do that? Prayingman.com. P-R-E-Y-I-N-G praying as in i'm going to pray on whatever is eating my chickens uh <laughs> prayingman.com we got all kinds of really cool stuff uh another reason to follow us on on social media instagram facebook because we do uh come out with new designs um we're, we're continuing to add to the line we'll run specials from time to time we also have some brick and mortar stores up here in the northwest um and we're continuing to grow that line so hopefully um We'll be in a store near you soon, and you can actually check it out um, in person. Yep, all the dealers are listed on the website too. So. Yeah, so appreciate thanks everybody those partnerships. See you guys. Thanks for listening.